Here we are. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi, everybody. This is my baby sister, Krista. I'm taking a new direction here on the podcast and uh, going to be talking to people instead of just talking to you. And uh, it's so cute because my sister got on and she had a cup. This is like a little bit like my cup, but not quite like my cup, which is, I feel like kind of like our relationship, like kind of similar, but then when we're out and about, people don't really believe that we're sisters because I'm like five, five and how tall are you? I'm like five, 11, five, 11 (laughs) and blonde. Uh Um, yeah, well, so not my natural well, longer than I am, although yeah. all the gray I'm getting, I'm getting pretty light now. So <laughs> there's positives with aging. Yeah, we'll end up we'll end up looking like twins at some point. Yes. <laughs> that would be so cute. We'll just be able to watch all twinsies. Yeah. So I'm in my garage. This is my um my cave of creativity. <laughs> this is where I escape to. Um And I was going to black it out, but I was like, you know what? We're keeping it real. We're keeping it, we're keeping it true here. So this is where I do my stuff. (laughs) Um, And so I had my sister on today because my sister is one of those folks that has kind of taken a whole 180. If you met her (laughs) when she was 18 and you met me when I was 18, I was like the like the earthy one, I guess, like horses and like all the stuff. And Krista was like gorgeous. First of all, very comfortable, like outwardly. So this is like what you would see if you saw her, she got her nails done, her hair, her makeup. I wasn't even comfortable wearing like lip gloss. She was, you know, headed down a path of like modeling and, um, and what is your life like now? <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we own a little farm and we started farming kids. No, <laughs> we we have a lot of kids. Um, I actually we used to make a joke that we what people we had a farm and people would be like, oh, what do you farm? And I was like, kids, because <laughs> we have six and seven with my stepson. And um, yeah, we. Uh, most of our own meat and we've ventured into some dairy and it's not very glam. I don't usually wear makeup, <laughs> but when you do, it's like stunning. Yeah. I can still dress it up. If you I wear want. it very well. And you, you just like know how to do it. I'm always like, how do you curl your hair? And she's like, you have to have a curling iron. You right. Know, do that. Spray. So. Curling iron. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's important. <laughs> so not the tools. That's good. The- the tools are good. I can still put it together. Uh huh. Much yeah. simpler, much simpler life for sure. <laughs> or not more complicated. <laughs> yeah. And that's actually like what I find really kind of interesting when I think about all the things you do. Um, but first I was going to say, she also gardens and for her anniversary this year, her husband designed a greenhouse for her that they're building. So let's just, I'm just painting the picture of this life. It's like horses, chickens, dogs, cows, and not just any cows, the really cute, like long haired Highlander cows, you know, six kids and she homeschools and she does CrossFit. <laughs> 
You make so, me sound like, really, really good. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what I was thinking about when I came on and I talked to her. I was like, you know, what I what I think about a lot is when we see people kind of in this this life and it looks really good from the outside. You're like, wow, look at them. Like, how do they do it? Like, I can't do it with my two kids and my, you know, just making macaroni for dinner or whatever. And, um, and I would say, I think it has to do with kind of what's true for you. And for my sister, like I kind of, we could go back, but like, you really, like, I'm curious as to like how you started down this path from where you were and, and, and it was slow. Yeah. What was the like directional, like, what was that feeling that was like, you know what, I want to get a cow. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I want to have a lot of kids and this feel like what, what is that? Cause it wasn't, this is what I should do. It was, was, I, this is what I want to do. Right. Yeah, I think it's this slow journey of trying to find your purpose and what feels really meaningful to you. And it definitely was a journey. (laughs) Like it didn't. So I tell, you know, when I go out and luckily now all my kids are bigger, so I'm not taking all of them with me. Um, But when I used to go out and have a lot of kids with me, people were just really overwhelmed (laughs) because it is overwhelming, but I didn't have them all at the same time. And it didn't like add up to that. Um, But for me, I think I was pretty lost and trying to find, you know, meaning and, and things like my looks and, uh, you know, just being a young kid and not feeling like I had a lot of purpose or I didn't have a lot of like, as a young person gifts, like I wasn't, you know, soccer, I wasn't very coordinated. (laughs) Like I, um, was kind of socially awkward. I mean, I, it was easy to get along with, but not like, I don't know. So I think that left me when you're in a world where there are a lot of people who are just born with some natural talent, (laughs) you know, you, you are searching for something that you can say is yours. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not the sports person and I'm not actually that learning didn't come easy for me. So where do I fit in this world of like, how do I make myself acceptable? And, and, you know, sadly for a little while, it was about, you know, well, being 5'11 and 140 pounds actually gets you a lot of attention. If you curl your hair and put some lashes on, people are going to like want to hang out with you. And, but that's not filling. That's not what you're looking for. So it was, um, you know, slowly turned into more of a spiritual, um, dig for me. Yeah. As I started just trying to find more purpose in my spiritual life, it then became freeing for me to go and, um, no matter what the world is saying to say, Oh, I actually love being a mom. Like, and I don't think I just want one or two kids. I think I could have a lot of kids and, you know, and that's something that I, even then, like, I was just thinking about this as I was thinking about our conversation this morning, I, you know, I got my tubes tied after my sixth child, but I think that most of most, like, I'm glad I did now, but I think I probably would have had more kids. And that was where I let the world say, oh, you have six kids. What are you doing? Your marriage isn't great. You're, you know, you need to be done. 
but when I think about my heart and like, I probably would have had another kid, you know, and that's where you have to just be honest with yourself. And it's hard when the world is saying you're crazy. You already have too much on your plate. This isn't good for you, but it is good for you. If you're doing what's for you, what's true for you. Right. So uh, that's how it started. <laughs> yeah. And I love, I love what you just said. Like the, the messages that you can get from others is this can't be good for you. Right. Yeah. That happens, you know, across the board, we see someone else's life, we compare it and we feel some insecurity around what we're able to handle and we project it onto somebody else. And we say that can't be good. Right. Because for me, I'm freaking out. I'm like, there's no way. How does yeah. she she can't be happy doing that. Yeah. I can't make her happy. She must be doing it for some other reason that she's just not clear on. Right. Yeah. She's deluding herself. She's keeping herself so busy. I've heard this yep. before. She's keeping yep. herself so busy because she can't like deal with her emotions, which is a thing. People oh. busyness, obviously, but I know you and I know that while you are doing a lot of things, they are specific things to you and that you have a pretty ruthless radar when it comes to the things that don't bring you joy and don't bring you peace. And you're like, nope, not doing that. Yeah. I really, I, well, cause I just won't, I won't do it, <laughs> which I'm actually struggling through too. Right. Because there are some things that have to get done. And for me, I'm like, oh, it's just not good for me. <laughs> just not gonna do it. Um, so that's a struggle. There's all balance in life, but you have to figure out what, you know, you have to do some things, <laughs> even if it doesn't feel good all the time. So definitely. yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you have children that all have their own interests and you, there's definitely that role that has to be filled, right? You have to show up yeah. and even though you're well, would- coming into, I, that's funny you say that because coming into this season, you know, I've had a hard month. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, just really thinking about our conversation this morning. And I think it's funny that it landed today <laughs> and um, it hasn't been beautiful here. I, I do love to nourish my family and feed them. You know, I, I actually didn't enjoy cooking, but when I can cook really well and it can be really comforting, it, brings me more joy. So I tend to make really yummy meals and I love to make things homemade and I love to create that warm environment. And that's what helps me actually get the task done. It's not about, you know, it's just helping me find the beauty in the mundane things that you have to do every day. Um, And, but this month, you know, I've had some hard times with my children and I'm tired and I haven't been able to be consistent in the things that I know are good for me in my, you know, my reading scriptures and getting to the gym on a daily, or at least trying to get there. Um, and it's so that it's about getting back up and doing it again. It's about not letting this month be like, Oh, well you haven't done what you usually do. So you're just not going to do it anymore. And you failed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I was just talking to my husband downstairs. Like I haven't really cooked dinner in four nights because yeah. <laughs> I'm emotionally exhausted and, and there's room for that in your life. So I think that's what people don't see, right? They, when they see you and you're doing what you, what is good for you, it's intimidating to them, but life does happen. And there's room for that. Like you have to pause and take care of yourself and rest. And sometimes you can't do all the things that you 
you love to do because <laughs> you just need rest. So that's what it's been on the farm. Even last night, we didn't, we didn't move our cows. So Dave and I didn't milk. We're just drained. We're just, we love milking. It's not going to end. We're going to get back up and do it again, but sometimes you're tired and you need to, you need to put things on hold. So yeah, I wish there has to be grace for that for sure. Yeah. I wish that, you know, we could look and understand that for more people, right. When we're seeing things that they're doing that obviously it's not sustainable to keep something like that going every day of your life. Nothing, nothing in your life is sustainable to do every day at the same time consistently, like something's going to come up, a child's going to get sick and you're not going to wake up at six. Like, (laughs) I don't know, something happens and you have to, you just have to get back on it when you can, you, you know, just try again. So. Yeah. And just keep coming back to it. Like you said, these things that fill you up, I think when you get that feeling inside, like when life is going very smoothly and you're in that flow and you're like, wow, I'm getting up, doing the cow, making mozzarella. I got my sourdough started. The kids yeah. are great. Like life is so good. And you just want right. to hold on to it. Right. You're like, I am in sync with my life right now. And like, then I'm on top of the world <laughs> when that starts to rock and shake. And we step back from those routines of what fills us up. <clears throat> it can be very destabilizing, right? You're like, well, yeah. what was all that for? Or is it even worth it, right? You're exhausted. And yeah. like, like gently turning back, gently turning back to those things that feel like they bring you peace, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't have to cook this week. Doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't have to take away the shine, right? Yeah. <laughs> but- change my value either no 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 or or like and I think if you do a good job of you know spiritually filling yourself up and physically and you know it's easier to recover from life's yeah catastrophic events right (laughs) like if you're a little full it's okay if you get depleted you're not gonna totally jump off the cliff Yeah. And like you, like you, like we said, like the things that you do that I know you do, I, I don't do. I'm not gonna, right. a farm life would not serve me. It would no. not fill me up. It would deplete me. I no. wish like, so in my mind, there is always a picture of it, especially with my kids who love animals. And I, I romanticize it and I think about it and then I get like, I can't breathe. I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> I won't be able to go anywhere. The cows are going to be calling the horses, the chickens like, ah, yeah. And that's how I know it's not for me. It would not fill me up. It would be a depletion where I would have to leave that life to get filled up. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'd have to be like, I'm going to, you know, hope so I can do this death. supposed to be my life. <laughs> yeah. And so I think we have these ideas in our minds about what's good, what's not yeah. for, for women, for mothers, for, for whoever you are, we have this romanticized idea and, and when we see other people kind of in that idea, we get really nervous, like, oh, well, they're doing it. They're doing it really well. And like what you just said, like, yeah, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's hard. Yeah. Uh, but regardless of where I am on that spectrum of good or hard, this, this path fills me up. And yeah. so I'm going to stay on this path because I know that it, it is mine, right? It, mine it's nobody else's it doesn't have to be for anyone else and I and I think that's what I always um admire about you is that when I come to you and I talk to you about things it's like 
I, I remember a couple months ago, I asked you something about your garden. And you were like, it just brings me peace. You're like, I, I'm not growing things well for the past few months. It well. like, <laughs> not, it's not like a beautiful, amazing garden, no. but I really love it. And I'm just going to keep doing it. Yeah. And and it's not easy either. Like I've seen her garden. It's huge. She does all the things things, and it's still a struggle because you know, all the things it's hard to grow stuff, but it brings her peace. And yeah, I think that's always what I feel like I learned the most from you and all the things that you're doing and taking on. I'm like, that is what you use to make your decisions. Yeah. It's true. Totally. <laughs> I know we, uh, we, I expanded the garden last year and we bought this really great, supposedly, you know, cause I don't know enough about dirt. Did you know there's like, I mean, I'm pretty sure you could get like a 12 year degree on dirt. <laughs> it's not dirt soil. Right. Cause people are like, dirt is dead. Soil's alive. Okay. Um, <laughs> and we bought this really fantastic compost, I'm going to be able to grow everything because my soil is alive and amazing. And it burnt everything. <laughs> I expanded the garden and everything was burnt. <laughs> the only things that grew were things that could grow anywhere, like sunflowers. And uh, I, I mean, I did get a couple green tomatoes, <laughs> but much later in the season, we had a wet start. Anyway, that's just life, right? But I still learn, you learn a lot through if you're doing what's true for you, I believe that even when you're failing, you're learning so much about yourself and so much about how to keep going and how to persevere. It's, it's all messy and good. <laughs> even really. that. So the fact that like, so I have, I've actually read a lot on soil also. And in that just experience of reading about it, I quickly realized I don't care. And so I realized I, again, another thing that I've romanticized, like I have this idea that I'm a gardener and I enjoy gardening and I actually don't, I don't enjoy it. And it was really hard for me to say that because it's this beautiful idea in my head that I want to go out. No, I want to go out in a garden. Yeah. (laughs) Go to a garden and appreciate the garden. But I do not care about the actual gardening process. process. And I learned that as I like bought all these books on gardening and had them in my house and was like trying to get through a page of it and was completely bored with it and not interested at all. But for you, you're like, yeah, so this year I tried this new soil. It's so interesting. Like I'm learning from (laughs) it and I, yeah, and it really sucked, but we're building a new greenhouse and we're going to give it another go. Yeah. And now I, I know a little bit more about some hot compost. So yeah. <laughs> not so, good. You gotta wait. Yeah, you gotta wait that poop to get cooler. <laughs> yeah. It's good. yeah. And that's, that's a difference, right? It's like yeah. what keeps you going and what turns you off right away. And I think sometimes we get turned off, but we don't admit it to ourselves. We're like, Oh, like, yeah, that's totally who I am. And you want, well, you know, the world makes it look, you know, I just, we belong to a homeschool community and I was just talking to some mamas there and they all are aware of my lifestyle. And so there's always these little questions and I can see the guilt in their eyes when they're talking to me, the like, uh, just, they don't feel like they add up because they know that in their head, they know that I do these things. And I think there's like in, you know, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, there's these beautiful people out there who produce these very inspiring materials about a beautiful life. And it's, 
it's hard because that's what everybody envisions a farm life to be. I'm not wearing a dress and listening to classical music with my hair (laughs) braided and like having this magical moment with my cow. I am like, you know, I'm exhausted and we had dinner and the cleanup and my husband's had a long day and we're like, how early can we milk the cow tonight so we can get to bed? So we're so tired and we go out and we have a machine and it's loud and it's not beautiful. And it's, you know, I'm wiping cow poop off a cow's udder and it's just not beautiful. But the feeling of taking care of my people well and nourishing them well and um even the relationship with animals and trying to do it well I know how you feel about your cow she took a road trip trip and she was talking to me about missing her cow so I do I love them but and I feel good about you know I I love animals and I feel good about our relationship that we can have with them and still use them you know in the way that they were intended so that all feels good but I just feel like it's not fair that, that people feel that way. I I wish that people didn't go into it with such, you know, constant judgment on themselves. So I just always try to explain that it's really messy and hard. And sometimes I kill living things (laughs) and I do it repeatedly and I don't know why. And, and then you just feel broken and you're (laughs) like, I suck at life. I'm, I'm not able to grow a flower and I killed three goats this week and you're just, you know, but you learn and you just get better. And yeah, but I think it's so important that we show up in those moments because I think the comparison is natural, especially like you said, in the the way we live our lives now with these images of perfection and these, I think, romanticized narratives around what life could be like somewhere else. Right. Yeah. But if you're having those conversations in real life with someone and you can say like, yeah, I love it. It's mine. But let me tell you, I killed three goats this week and it was yeah. hard. And um, you want to, I'm wearing the same pants I wore yesterday. And this is not uh-huh. jam on my shirt. This is blood from my, kid, you know, yeah. and this is a booger in my hair and yet um, it's still worth it. You yeah. Know? It is. It is it's so, so worth, it. worth it to be in the life that you are choosing and that it doesn't have to look perfect, but it's worth it for me. Yeah. So I think that's the message yeah. that needs to get across. Everybody needs to find what is true for them. And that will always be beautiful. And people will always be drawn to it. If you are following what is true for you. Yeah. yeah. If they see you following your heart, they're going to be overwhelmed because it's so beautiful and they're going to want to know how to do it because they're searching for something that feels that good. So uh, I think it's, it's valuable to work through the mess, right? <laughs> so good. Yeah, I think it's such a good point. And, but I think too, like you said, it's that like not expecting what your inner voice says is, is good for you, is true for you to be some shiny, perfect thing all the time. Oh yeah. It's not going to be pretty. It doesn't it's- have to be pretty to be true. It right. can, it can feel there. It's funny because there's like an ease to it, right? Like if you were, so like, if you right now were trying to be a realtor, you would go to work crying every day in your car, you could do it. But there would be a piece of you that would find it so hard to do every day. Even when the days were easy at work, you would feel this like crushing 
ridiculous resistance, right? But in the life that you're living now, when it's hard, there's still this weird underlying current I've found in my life where there's still, like you said, there's this like base, this bedrock of stillness. That's like, yep. What's going on on top of the waves? Totally. But still my path. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the difference. I think, like you said, like people are trying to find their purpose. And when you find it, there's like this, this openness way deep down inside you that is open to the struggle. Yeah. Well, it still takes obedience and discipline and it's not just always, oh, this is what's good for you. So it's going to come organically. Like you still have so much work to do. Yeah. On being disciplined and staying on that path because yeah, being a human. Says, yeah. Yeah. The world says, uh, no, we're gonna throw, you know, all this crazy at you and <laughs> let's see you just derail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's rough. Love it. So I was trying to ask a question because this is what podcasters do. They ask questions at the end of every interview where they're like, you know, something that ties in. And I thought it would be kind of fun to ask people if there's anything like recently, like a small thing that they've learned that's true about themselves. And I was like, it could be anything. It could be like, you know what? I don't like wearing socks or like <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, because I think it's also just those little things that we like don't stand up for those like little truths where we're just kind of like not paying attention in our yeah. day that, oh. that add up. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, uh, am I answering for myself? Yes, and then people yes. can feel free to be like, oh, well, she was yes. honest. Yes. <laughs> I, um, this month, I really have learned that I am an emotional, reactive human <laughs> and, and um, have had to seek some support <laughs> yeah. to, to remember. I just was reminded that anything that you want to improve on, you actually have to practice doing. So I have to practice not being emotional in my responses <laughs> and I'm still trying to figure out what exactly that's going to look like. But I think it's, it was a little heartbreaking for me to realize that I am still having to deal with, you know, you feel like you've arrived, like you said, you feel like you've arrived to this point in life and you're doing so great. And then you have something come up and you're like, oh, I still have so much work to do. <laughs> so I just, um, yeah, I think I just need to remember that if I just have to keep practicing doing the things that I, I know are good um, and it's not easy <laughs> and I'm going to make big mistakes and just try to see it and practice some more. <laughs> so the reaching out part, I think that was a piece that I haven't, I haven't seen you do a lot of that in the past few years of like, yeah, Hey, you know what? I'm going to reach out to this, 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 and this resource because I want to practice. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think that that's the key to staying alive is just (laughs) knowing when you need a lifeline, like if you're sinking, you don't have to sink. There's so many resources and, and, and people and people are good and people want to help and encourage. And, um, you just, if you don't say anything, (laughs) you know, I was overwhelmed when I was struggling with support. And it was just me humbling myself and being like, Oh my gosh, I'm drowning right now. I need to ask somebody to, to help me. So it takes, you got to humble yourself. 
it does. I, I get caught up in my ego and then, and then I drown. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> Not so, it's just, I think anytime when we get to this like later place, middle place in life and we can stop. And like you said, have this like honest, humble moment of, you know what? I still need people to oh, teach yeah. and to support. And then finding out that other people want to do that. They want to reach back out. Yeah. When you reach out, they want to reach out and they want to say, yeah, let me tell you what I've been through and let me share what has helped like that. That's something that we forget. Like you said, when we get to this place in life where we're like, I got it. <laughs> and yeah. We get to still, we get to still ask for that support. And I think yeah. in that there's like a little bit of, um, it requires courage. I think it really does require courage because it requires vulnerability Yes. And I think the vulnerability kind of goes away when we get older sometimes because we're so, right. We want to be guarded. Yeah. yeah. We want to protect yeah. all our stuff. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love you so much. I love you too. This is so fun. <laughs> much for jumping on with me. Yeah, this is good. I hope that it was good. And yeah. We'll give a count. Be brave out there, people. Be brave. Be brave. <laughs> be brave be you whatever it is just just keep tugging tugging at it good stuff yeah